In this episode, I talk with Dressage Naturally instructor Michelle Young from Canada. In becoming a Dressage Naturally instructor, she realized how Dressage Naturally clinics can be much different than what some people may expect. So we'll chat about why clinics in general are valuable and what makes Dressage Naturally clinics so special. So here we go, episode 134 about Dressage Naturally clinics with Michelle Young. I'm Karen Rolfe, and welcome to Horse Training in Harmony. This podcast is about you making progress with your horse in a way that you both can love. It's about learning how to move and be in harmony. Because yes, you really can develop a horse to be both athletic and happy. When we show up as our best selves for our horses, our horses will show up for us. So let's get started. Michelle is a popular instructor and trainer. She specializes in dressage, healthy biomechanics, foundational training, and young horse development. Michelle says her mission is to help horses and the people who love them find more relaxation and connection, to create confident horses and empowered students, to educate both horse and rider to find healthy movement and mental peace, and to inspire students to better themselves and help horses live happier, healthier lives. You can see all the Dressage Naturally clinics at dressagenaturally.net slash events, and you can find out more about Michelle Young at michelleyounghorsemanship.com. All right, here we go. Welcome, Michelle. Thank you so much for having uh, this idea uh, for a podcast topic and for joining me to discuss it. Hi, yeah. Thank you for having me here again. I'm excited to have a conversation with you about uh, all things clinics. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was it was such a great topic. Uh, well, because you and I both teach clinics and have been to clinics, and I know that often there's a lot of um, questions around them, and students aren't sure. You know, should I take a clinic? Should I not take a clinic? And then also wanted to touch on in this conversation, you know, more about a dressage naturally clinic and what what makes it different or what can people expect at a dressage naturally clinic. Um, so, yeah, I think let's start with uh, what are your thoughts on, you know, why it would be a valuable thing to even consider doing a, a clinic type experience, maybe even if you're already just taking, you know, private lessons. Yeah, well, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of things that I can think of that you can get uh, extra value um, in your learning from doing a clinic. I know that uh, I've been teaching more clinics in the past couple of years, and sometimes it's the it's the beginning of the clinic, and everyone's introducing themselves, and I'll I'll often say, I'm like, oh, I want to do this clinic with you guys, even though I'm teaching it, because it's even just there's something about the energy of people setting aside the time and coming together with their horses and the group and just it's exciting. It's a special energy that goes along with the clinic. So I think that's, that's sort of where my brain goes first is that it's like this, this different feeling from people coming together to dedicate that time to their own learning and to spending uh, a few days in a row with their horses, where they can go a little bit more maybe in depth into some subjects that you can't 
you can't go as in depth with a private lesson. Uh, you also get the continuation from day one, day two, day three, day four, maybe of a clinic where um, so often the first day can be a little bit challenging, right? People come in and your horse is in a new area, or maybe it's new information to you. But the beautiful thing about a clinic is that you've got that day two, you've got that day three to kind of wrap up these, uh, not only introduce subjects, but but wrap them up by the end of the clinic where um, in a private lesson, you just may not be able to go as in depth and have that several, you know, progression of several days in a row like you would in a clinic. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, you know, there's a few things you mentioned that I think are so valuable. And one is just that immersion effect, you know, just being around it for more than just one hour and for the stuff that you're learning to be not just about, you know, oneself, right? Because the nice thing about a clinic, one of the nice things is, you know, you can do your own lesson and get your instruction for you and your own horse, but then you're soaking in everything you're seeing from the other students and every question that they ask and every lesson that they learn and every question that maybe a auditor asks. And just sort of, I think even when people think they're not actively learning, you're still seeing it, you're still hearing it. And, you know, immersion works. <laughs> we, even if it's just a two or three day immersion, it's definitely a lot different than just a one lesson. Yeah, yeah, I absolutely agree. It's sort of this, um, this power, there's a power to the group coming together, like I mentioned before. And as you just said, I, I totally agree that there's there's the learning where you're getting maybe direct coaching from the clinician in the moment, but there's so much that goes beyond that. Uh, and I find, you know, I've taken many clinics over the years, and I find sometimes I don't even realize the lessons that I've absorbed from that immersion until maybe days or weeks or even months later. And I'm like, hey, how do I how is it that I know this so well? Like, where, where did this come from? And then I realized, I think back, I'm like, oh, yeah, that, you know, that five day intensive clinic I did, or that, you know, that chunk of information, it must have come from there, because uh, it just sort of absorbs into your system, like you said, from watching other, other people. And it may not be, you know, the thing is, is that the lesson that you're watching or the the piece that you're getting, it may not be something that you're needing with your horse right then and there on the day of the clinic, but it might be something that you come across a week or a month later. And so there's so much value in all these different areas, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's interesting because sometimes you'll see a piece, there'll be a piece of information and maybe don't absorb it. But later it's like, oh, that's a big piece. And then sometimes, um, sometimes if you're taking a lesson or in just like a short period of time, the instructor will say something and you'll get this big result and you can walk away thinking, oh, this is a magic piece. This is it. This is the key to everything. And, but sometimes if you hang around for a couple more days, you'll realize the exceptions. It's like, oh, that was a magic piece for that horse in that moment. But now here's a variation on it with this other horse in this other circumstance. And you might not get that 
added layer of information about that exercise or whatever that piece is. If you had just come in and looked at that one thing, it's magic. And then you go home. So you get these nuances <laughs> of how to apply this, whatever exercise or piece information it is when you get to see it done on different horses and in different situations, or maybe the instructor says, yeah, that's a great exercise, but, but not for this horse. And then you get a chance to understand why. So there's just so many layers of information I think that are available when you immerse for a little longer time. Yeah. And I know from, uh, again, sort of drawing on personal experience of having done you know, a lot of my learning over the years uh, has been in clinics or, or group learning situations like that. And I know that um, I learned tons with my own horse, but it was often the unexpected thing of somebody else bringing a horse and that horse maybe needed some extra help or that student needed some extra help. And the things that I've learned from other people's horses coming in over the years have just been incredible. Um, and you just, you don't even know what to expect going into the clinic. You're just going with your own horse. And yet there can be all these gems kind of like you were saying of seeing, seeing an exercise done uh, and, you know, adjusted for several different types of horses, maybe for horses that are coming from one, um, you know, one place mentally, you know, different sides of the spectrum, or maybe they're very different in the way their bodies are in their, in their balance or in their um, coordination. And so seeing how can you apply the same concepts to different horses. And then in some cases, you get a horse that comes in or a student that comes in, that's, it's just this whole other lesson comes out of watching their journey that you, you know, you wouldn't have gained had you not been there participating in that um, in that clinic or in that group. So I know, uh, so many things I've learned over the years that way from, um, just watching others and, and horses, you know, they teach us so much. So each horse in the clinic is an opportunity to, to learn something new. Yeah, for sure. And, um, you know, the other, the other thing that can be so valuable about a clinic is it's, it's, it's putting a date on the calendar. I mean, I know for private lessons, there's a date on the calendar, but it's a, it's a reason to often uh, prepare for it and make sure, you know, you can take, get your horse in the trailer and make sure that they can handle going to a new place or be able to have that experience. And, and I think when you, when students don't compete, often that eliminates, you know, one big reason to, put a date on the calendar and put your horse on a trailer and go experience something together. So, you know, a clinic is such a great excuse to do all that and to practice opening up your world and not getting just stuck being at home all the time doing the same things. I, I think often people and horses respond well to variety as long as you prepare them for it. So it's a really, I think it's a really good excuse to put that date on the calendar Make sure you can prepare and do your best to get your horse there. Because then if you do it with that intention, I think they can be hugely valuable bonding experiences for the person and the horse. And I've gone, I've gone to clinics where it really is set up as just a, you know, everybody trailers in and has their lesson and then trailers out. But when I go, I like to watch the other lessons 
And often I won't get a stall for the day because I enjoy just after my lesson or before my lesson, just hanging out with my horse, you know, in the shade or whatever, and just standing next to each other just as a time to just be, you know, be and spend more time than I usually do. And uh, I, I think it, that can work as long as you approach it as an opportunity for that and not a last minute, throw them in the trailer and cross your fingers that it's going to work. So it does take some more planning, but I think it's worth it. Yeah, it's it's definitely an opportunity uh, to prepare and to practice that whole, uh, like you said, all the things that go along with getting to a clinic and um, the you know, the, the setting aside the time, I think, and saying, Hey, you know, we all have busy lives, but when you, like you said, I know you say this in many areas of life, you know, like buy the ticket and then you'll show up, you know, pick, (laughs) put it down in the calendar and you're committing that time to your, to your horse, to your learning. And often when we go to a clinic, we're not at home. So it's sort of a, we get, in a different maybe space of mind because when we don't have our normal everyday things, we get to spend that quality time with our horse. Like you said, we get to maybe just relax and sit in the sun and watch someone else. Um, so there's, there's all these other, like you were saying, there's all these other surrounding benefits to it. And if you don't, um, if you don't show, uh, it's, it's great to practice those things to get you out of your, comfort zone a little bit to change um change the pattern I think right like so often we're just in a pattern of the way we do things with our horses and when we when we change it up a little bit like you said as long as it's um as long as it's an appropriate you know we prepare enough so that we're going into it um having enough uh pieces that like you say we're not um scrambling or anything like that but if we're prepared enough going in it it kind of shakes up the norm and that's where a lot of the lessons that we didn't even see coming um often appear i think a lot of people will go to a clinic and they sort of have in their mind what they want to get out of that clinic and sometimes they get that out of it but often there's all these other things they didn't actually see coming until they got there and it could be lessons you know, maybe you did have a hard time getting in the trailer and you're going to need some help with that during the clinic or you just never know. So it's, um, it's great practice. And if you, you know, if you're the kind of person that doesn't go off the property much, it's, it's a chance to practice, you know, getting off your property, giving your horse that experience, being near other horses. And that can certainly help prepare you for shows or it just helps you get better at that those skills so that if you want to do that more on your own, um, maybe when you don't have as much support from an instructor or other people, it's going to be easier. Um, and also, it just gives you, you know, it just gives you that time away from <laughs> time away from home, which is fun, I think, sometimes. Yeah, I love what you said about the lessons uh, that you didn't think you wanted to learn. Like horses are just masters at teaching us the lessons we didn't think we wanted to learn, <laughs> but they're still value. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so something else you had uh, mentioned earlier, and I think this is worth really um, talking about, and maybe this is a good segue into um, what dressage naturally clinics are like. And you were talking about the, the positive energy of the group. 
Now, not all clinics might have this. Uh, certainly ourselves, you know, going to any, anybody's clinic, I think, you know, it would be nice if, if we all had the intention of being a positive energy to whatever situation that we're in. Um, but, you know, sometimes it can be, sometimes it's not, depending on the culture of, of the group. Uh, but that's something that, that we here in Dressage Naturally put really high up on our priorities, uh, that it's a safe learning environment and it's a non-judgmental learning environment and where everybody feels supported and feels cheered, you know, cheered for instead of <laughs> criticized, but still learning and still saying, Hey, this isn't working and here's what we need to do. So um, this positive learning environment is just so, so important. I know to me, and I know it is to you too, uh, Michelle. So maybe you can share a little bit about um, what you do or, you know, when you're teaching a dressage naturally clinic or what you feel makes a dressage naturally clinic uh, a little bit different. Yeah. Well, I think it's this, this connecting to this like-minded group of people and um, bringing up the, the energy thing. So it's uh, like you said, it's the energy you're coming to the clinic with, but I think that it's, um, you know, whoever is putting the clinic on, whether that's the clinician themselves, the host, the, the facility, um, the other participants, all of those things are going to have a, f- a huge effect on your experience, on your horse's experience. And so, as you mentioned, these things are really, um, really high on our priority list for clinics for the dressage naturally clinics we want to do everything we can to create this welcoming environment this place that you can learn um we uh we are really particular about selecting hosts that have a similar vision to us of how things will will run that they're doing it for the love of the horses and they want to bring people together they want to create that um momentum of a positive group so I think it does start with uh, sometimes the, de- you know, those those more logic- logistical details of like, is it a good facility? Is it a good host? Is it is your horse going to be happy there? Um, because, of course, we all, you know, we all want our horses to be uh, number one. So I think those kinds of things uh, is what I keep in mind when I'm in the planning stages of a clinic and. Um, of course, the hosts uh, are such a huge part of that. So how bringing them into the team and sharing that, um, you know, sharing that vision of how the clinic's going to go together, that makes a huge, huge difference. Um, I know another thing uh, for me with the clinics that is, uh, I really like to keep the groups uh, on a, on the smaller end of things, right? Kind of typically are around eight or maybe at the tops 10 students and this allows for a lot of uh, a lot of individual attention even within the group so you know you're you're coming in you're you're part of this um, more intimate group of people that have you know similar similar goals similar ways of looking at um, horses and I think, you know, for, for me when I'm teaching a clinic and I think for all, you know, for you, for all the instructors, it's like we really, really care about 
the experience of the student. We care about that the horse comes in, that the horse can find, you know, relaxation and that they're really honored in the whole process. It's not just about the people, of course. And um, we want to, you know, we want to create that, that full picture experience. So I think, you know, those, those things for me are kind of top of mind when I'm planning a clinic. And then, of course, you know, you can make adjustments depending on unique situations. Um, but like you said, it's that, that non-judgmental welcoming environment for people to come into. I mean, I remember, I think it was just last spring, I was watching a clinic that you were teaching. And like, you know, like we were just talking about before, you just never know what the horses are gonna bring up to learn. And, um, you know, we had some lessons that were happening that were more, um, you know, higher level dressage movements were happening. But then there was also someone who just the way things happened, she ended up spending a lot of the clinic on the ground. And yet there was this total um, support for both, both versions of what was happening, right? It wasn't, um, even though the person that stayed on the ground, maybe that's not what she was expecting, or what we were expecting initially, uh, it was totally um, positive, I thought, and they had a great experience. And so did the rider. So I think it's that adjustability you kind of create the space for positive things to happen and then you're willing to adjust and give everybody that individual um you know treat them as individuals and the horses as individuals because as you well know you know you can have the best plan ever going into something and then things change absolutely <laughs> so just being ready to go with that flow i think yeah yeah <laughs> Definitely. Um, wanted to kind of circle back. Um, you said, you know, with the facility and the hosts, I mean, the host, the local hosts are really heroes in my mind. Um, it's so important to, to find ones and the ones who, who do all the local organizing and are, you know, making sure there's seats for the auditors and making sure there's food and making sure that, you know, there's so many details that go into it and we really rely on those local hosts. So, so appreciative. I'm really, I'm very, uh, not very good at organizing people. And so I'm just so grateful every time I find a, a, a very capable host and someone who can get all that stuff done. Um, but yeah, the facility matters too. I, there was one time that I was, um, we were looking for a new facility in an area and someone was taking me around and showed me this one, you know, very nice facility. Um, but then, you know, I was like, Oh yeah, this, this could probably work. And then went to the arena next door and I looked in and uh, there was a horse with its head tied to its girth, you know, like to teach it to bend or something. I don't know. I was just standing there all by itself with his head tied to its girth. And I just thought, I don't think I can teach here. <laughs> you know, you know that there's there's facility, there's footing, there's stabling, there's things like that. And then there's just also the you know what you talked about, the energy of the place and it's so important that the horses are feeling safe. And I think you know when there's something like that going on in an area, the horses sure can pick up on that. And you know, we can't always control everything that's happening, but it's definitely something that we're, we're looking for is that when you walk into a dressage naturally clinic, it's just, 
it feels good and it feels safe. Um, and it feels welcoming to not only people, but to the horses. Yeah. It, it, it needs to feel like the, not just the host, like the host, the clinician, but the environment supports, supports the type of learning that we want to have, which is, uh, you know, that people can make mistakes and they can share their challenges and that they don't have to, I think a lot of people show up to a clinic and they want to, you know, do really well in the clinic. And I totally understand that, that feeling. I mean, I've felt it myself too. It's like, I want to show all the things I can do with my horse. And, you know, sometimes that's a great, that's a great place to share that with other people. But sometimes things aren't going well, and you really do need help. And you want, like you said, you want the people that are watching and the people that might be walking by at the barn to be um, understanding of that journey and supportive of it so that the horses feel safe and the students feel safe to you know, sometimes be in that messy learning process. And I think that's the whole part of coming to a clinic. It's like, we're gonna, we're gonna open things up and um, see what's underneath that rock and then help help people put them back together. And that's what I love about it's like the clinic itself almost takes you on a journey. Um, The, you know, one of my favorite favorite clinics to teach is the sweet spot clinic, because it's just got all these different elements to it it's like the learning the learning is amplified in all these different ways because we have like we've we've touched on a few things already about you know watching other people and things like that but it's also you can present a certain topic um in different ways you know we'll do a discussion in the morning we'll cover theory we'll do uh, we'll, we'll do simulations you might work with a partner um you might watch somebody, you might try something. And I just love watching the students um, and the horses go through um, maybe something that the beginning of the clinic, it's a subject that's a little bit uh, big, you know, it's a bit of a big, vague subject that I find a lot of people can get a little stuck on. And yet, by the third day, we've covered it from so many different angles that it feels like everybody has a chance to really get it and everybody learns a little bit differently too. So I find that if, you know, if it's not clicking for you with this version of it being taught, then it might click over in this other area. And I always try to remind people when they're coming into a clinic like that, I'll say, you know, your big piece might be this morning, the first day, (laughs) Or it might be that thing we do with the connection with the reins on the last day that's going to put all the pieces together. Um, But I just love, you know, that's another thing that I think is really unique about the Dressage Naturally Clinics is these, you know, unique formats or unique ways of trying to present information, present it in different ways so that it... um, you know, it serves different learning styles, and it kind of gives you all these different um, angles on the same subject so that we we always hope that you can leave with a, a much better understanding of something and something that you can really implement on your own after the clinic, right? It's, it's, it's so much beyond just, okay, you know, <laughs> do this, do that, and sort of giving, you know, giving instructions, it's giving you tools to 
you know, maybe you don't have another clinic for a few months, just the way things are, and you can actually continue your progress over that, over that time. So that's always my goal is for people to leave with a lot of different tools, um, and a better understanding of the subjects that we were covering. Yeah, I think I think that's one of the hardest things to describe about the Sweet Spot Clinic because it's it really is so unique. I mean, there's there's concepts and there's exercises and there's principles and there's there's ways to apply them at a at a very basic level and they still apply at an advanced level. So in the Sweet Spot course, it's really about teaching people those concepts and doing the simulation so they can start to feel it in their body and and start to feel the dynamic of whether it's interacting um, between them and the horse or through the reins with a fellow participant to feel something. Um, and we give um, protocols. We'll give like, okay, here's a protocol for finding, you know, having your horse match your energy while you're in neutral. And we put people in pairs. So they, they become more independent in how they do it. So, so many clinics are about the instructor sort of, you know, being the hero at the end that the instructor orchestrates everything so that everybody looks good. And it's, amazing. And then the student goes home and goes, wait, how did, how did that happen? <laughs> and our, the dressage naturally clinics are the opposite of that. Like we want, the whole point is that they, students figure out how to do this after they go home. They know, they know why they're doing it. They know what they're looking for. They're knowing the questions to ask themselves. They know what they're feeling for. And then um, one of my priorities is that I just feel that, okay, okay, that person understands it. Like they get the idea and the way they're playing with it, they will make progress. You know, not everything happens in a miracle breakthrough, but like if they keep playing with that way, it will improve and they'll get that breakthrough and they'll know it when they feel it. And when we do it that way, a lot of the breakthroughs do happen (laughs) during the clinic. Uh, But it's really, everything is designed from the order that we teach things to the types of exercises we do to the simulations we put in, everything is done to help students be able to more confidently and independently problem solve when they go home. <laughs> and that's just so unique. And I think that's why also uh, it's a clinic that you can do multiple times. Uh, just like you had mentioned, sometimes I'll have in my clinic someone at a basic level and someone at an advanced level, the concepts still apply. And with the smaller groups, like you said, there's enough room to like break into even smaller groups and say, okay, here's the concept, you know, matching your energy and you're being in neutral. And one person is doing it at the walk on a loose rein and the other one's doing it in collection in a shoulder in (laughs) same concept. Uh, So there's so much room once you know these basic concepts. And that's, that's where the important thing is to really make sure students are getting the concept. Um, And that's another benefit of doing the group because you get to see the concept applied with a lot of different uh, horse and rider combinations. Yeah, I totally, um, I totally feel that, uh, in teaching the clinics, you know, it's been so fun to 
sort of see the way that the clinic, like, I'm there doing stuff. Absolutely. I'm teaching, but the clinic has its own momentum and it's really cool to watch. And the students are supporting each other. And um, like you said, it's it's also the 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 format that we present things in. There's a lot of there's been a lot of time behind the scenes and thought put into, you know, what is the best way to present these things? And one thing that I I really like and I've seen and heard students commenting on about is that it's a it is a full, you know, a full participation our clinics. Um, you know, you're you're gonna get the most out of it by, you know, being there for the whole day. So I, I like that because there's so many, uh, we've already discussed this lots, there's so many other ways of learning other than when you're right there riding your horse, getting an instruction. Um, so it's not this type of thing where you just haul in for an hour and then you haul out again. Um, it, it, it is this immersion and you're, you're meant to experience the whole thing. But at the same time, I've also been in clinics myself or watched clinics where uh, people are out there all day with their horses. Uh, in the arena. And that can be exhausting in another way. And I know a lot of the students I work for, um, you know, it's too big of a switch, like you might ride your horse one hour a day, and then you're going to go spend eight hours in the arena. It's just too much, I think, mentally, um, for the horses, uh, physically, possibly for a lot of horses, they're just not in shape enough to be out there that long. And then for us people too, like, there's only so much you can absorb by being with your horse at one chunk of the time. So like you said, it's, it's not a a group of eight people all day, even we do often break it into two smaller groups, we'll rotate those groups, so that you have your, you know, lots of time to practice the concepts and get instruction, but then you also get to, you know, go give your horse some food and sit down in a chair and get a granola bar and watch the second group, just do the same thing you just did, but you get to watch it as opposed to being exhausted in the arena with your horse watching the whole thing so I think it's it's something in between the big group of people all day format and the haul in and out format and it just seems to really work well like you're getting a lot of information you're getting a ton of value yes you're still going to be tired but hopefully it serves um you know we know horses they need to eat during the day they need they can't go hours without eating so it kind of keeps those things in mind and it, it shouldn't be quite as exhausting as if you're out there, out there on the dirt <laughs> all day long. So <laughs> I like that about them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, that's a great point. You know, in the dressage world, it's often haul in, do your lesson and then haul out. And then in the horsemanship world, it's often the, you know, all day out there in the arena with your horse. So yeah, this is definitely some, <laughs> somewhere in the middle. And, uh, and I, I love the, you know, by design, we've put in that variety. So, you know, you're online and then you're watching and then you're doing a simulation and then there's a discussion and then, you know, there's a lot of different things happening. So your nervous system gets a chance to <laughs> shake things up a little bit. And because there's discussion and Q and A and simulations, we you know, we bring the, anybody who's there gets to join the simulations, right? So, you know, auditors get to get up off their feet, you know, off their seats and move around and, and really feel like they're part of the whole experience. And when you have a good group like that, that's 
feeling like they're involved, you know, when I'm, when I'm teaching, and I'm sure with you, Michelle, too, it's like, I'm looking at the writers, and then I'm turning to the auditor, auditors, like, did you see that? Or look, oh, it's about to happen. And it's just so fun when I find if I'm helping someone, and they're really trying to do something, and they're on the edge, and then, and then, you know, that moment where it like something improves, and then you hear from behind you, you hear everyone go, oh, yeah, you know, and it's like, yes, and they're cheering them on. And it's like, to have a whole room be there, like, you got this, you got this and and seeing the tiny, you know, tiny and sometimes big changes. But that, that energy and, and it helps the students because everybody's a little self conscious, you know, and if you're out there trying to do your best, and there's a bunch of spectators that have their arms crossed in there you know, got the judgy face on, it makes it harder to learn. And so I really just like to get everybody up moving, talking, feeling like everybody's one big group and breathing. And then everybody, everybody learns better, I think, in that circumstance. The auditors are, yeah, they're a huge part of it. It's uh, sometimes the, the things they see or the insights they share can be so valuable um to you know like sometimes I'll they'll point out things to me that I'm like oh yeah like thanks for thinking of that because you know I was thinking of it, of it from a different angle um or they can be great cheerleaders for the for the riders and as you said we always try to bring them in into involvement as much as possible to participate in discussions simulations and supporting the riders so it's a uh, they're a big part of it. So if you can't, you know, if you can't get your horse to the clinic necessarily and you want to come watch, it's always, uh, it's always welcome to be that, uh, you know, that support team and you're going to learn a lot as well. Um, one other thing that I, I just kind of wanted to circle back to that you had said about, you know, the sweet, you know, talking about the sweet spot clinic, I think it's just such a, there's so much depth to that clinic. And of course you have the full, you know, you have the full, online course of it and I often say to people when I'm starting teaching the sweet spot clinic I'm like this is like a six-month course that Karen has and it's in three days so like buckle up we're gonna do lots of you know we're gonna get lots of information here and as you said it's if you've gone through the sweet spot course or something similar to that you know a lot of the course the clinics I used to take you know it was like level one level two and um I, I just think there is so much value in going back and doing a course that you've done before, perhaps again, and maybe again and again and again. And I know I've definitely, definitely done that over the years. I've taken, you know, <laughs> uh, the level one many, many times. And even once I started to feel more confident in the information presented, I might take a different horse into that same clinic. And it was a totally different learning experience. Um, so yeah, the sweet spot clinic, I think it's, it's a clinic that you could do, you know, several times because, uh, there's so much there and you're gonna, you're going to get a whole nother layer of depth to the concepts by coming back and doing it again. Um, the penny's going to drop in a different way for you. You might, you know, you might've been so your brain was preoccupied with, something the first time you were learning that level or that layer at the first time. And when you come back the second time, you're more confident in those areas. So now you have more space to kind of see, Oh, I get how this applies over here or over there. 
Um, because like you said, it really is, uh, it's something that the concepts are, they can improve what you're doing. If you're at a very foundational stage, or maybe you're still a more beginner rider, they can totally help, but they can also really, really help if you are at a higher level, um, in your riding or you're competing because they're, they're designed that way. I mean, they're designed to kind of take wherever you're at and help you come to the next level and to empower you to be, to be your horse's trainer a little bit, right? You know, to, to be thinking as you're riding or thinking your way through things. So I think that's always, always valuable. And I just, uh, I, I, um, personally, you know, I would always jump at the chance to come back and, and review information because it's, uh, there's just so much value in hearing something again, right? Like yeah. Sometimes I need to hear it 10 times or over 10 months. And then I'm like, okay, I think I'm starting to get that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think it, it is sometimes hard for people to understand, but because these are such, um, I'm going to say fundamental concepts, but not because they're basic. <laughs> it's because they're important and I always say like the, the, what is taught in the sweet spot course and in the clinics is where my attention is like 80% of the time when I'm riding my horses. I mean, even now, like I'm out there thinking about the stuff that I'm teaching in the sweet spot clinic, because it it always applies always, <laughs> whether you're doing lower levels or you're doing upper levels. And actually when you get more advanced, Sometimes it's harder to remember, you know, to keep your eyes on those simple things. It's when you're doing more complicated maneuvers, it's easier to get putting too many aids on and to get contortion and, you know, stuff like that. So to go back, it's like whatever you're working on, you can apply those concepts at the sweet spot across the board and it's always going to make everything better. So yeah, the idea of like, well, I already learned that, <laughs> you know, yeah, I might have learned it, but can you? can you do it in every circumstance? You can always try a um, more advanced circumstance to apply those like, okay, you got it at the walk. Let's do it at the canter. <laughs> you know, no problem. Let's go. <laughs> Let's do that exact exercise, but apply it at a harder exercise. And, you know, I think that's, that's the idea of coming, coming back and revisiting it. Um, I'm always thinking about it. It's not the sort of thing that's like, oh, I already know the sweet spot. <laughs> like every single day, I'm thinking about the relaxation, energy, and balance. I'm thinking about my position in exactly the way we teach it in the course. You know, so um, that's I think what's what is uh, hard to understand and and definitely unique about the the way we do those clinics. Hey everyone, a quick message to let you know about a really exciting limited time opportunity for learning at no extra cost. So now you've heard me rave about the video classroom. It's my video training library, and it's where you go to see this podcast in action with videos on pretty much everything that I teach. But for May, June, and July, we are gonna be doing extra monthly live Q&A calls and anyone who's in the classroom gets to attend at no extra cost. We've never offered this before, so it's a pretty cool opportunity. So this is such a great time to be able to speak with a real person, to get your questions answered 
either about a particular video that you watched or a challenge that you're having with your horse. Now the video classroom, I think, is always the best deal. And for May, June, and July, it is going to be amazing. So go to dressagenaturally.net slash classroom and start your subscription today. There's always a one week free trial to check it out. Again, dressagenaturally.net slash classroom. Okay, now back to the pod. And just those, those eyes on the ground, right? Like, you know, it's always, uh, it's always a great opportunity, even if you're feeling pretty confident in the information is just to get those other sets of eyes and, you know, going back to maybe you're, you're, maybe you're a rider that has a wonderful coach and you take weekly lessons with them. And that's, that's amazing. Um, and it doesn't just because you go take a clinic with a clinician, it doesn't need to, um, take away from that in any way it can just be like different you know hearing it from someone else in a different environment um and then you know going back and maybe it's something that your instructor weekly has been saying to you many many times but now you just heard it slightly differently and the pieces come together and that allows you to go back to your weekly lessons um and sometimes it can create a big shift so i think clinics are wonderful whether, you know, like when I was um, growing up, I didn't really have a lot of uh, uh, weekly lessons, just the, the the way that where I lived and the kind of access we had. And so I really looked forward to those clinics that I did get because it was like, all right, time to, you know, time to immerse myself in learning. But I think it's valuable. I think it's super valuable either way, because like we said, you know, there's just Things are going to come up that you wouldn't normally come across uh, learning experiences just by changing up the changing up the situation or the location. Yeah. So I think I think it can be fun to to and, and, and to I know I know like this is kind of connecting back to something you said earlier about the the preparation. I find I just ride like if I book a clinic say it's in two months or one month or three months or something, I ride differently at home because I'm like, Hey, is that good enough that it's going to work in a new environment? Like, is that, and it's not that I'm trying to show up to the clinic and be all perfect. It's just that I'm thinking I've got something real. I've got to go out and, and do, um, and be prepared for this other environment. So I will start riding differently or preparing differently, maybe months, months ahead of time at home. And that has a, a value for me before I even actually went. So <laughs> there's a, yeah, absolutely. That's the, what you said earlier that I always say, buy the ticket, show up and the magic happens. Sometimes the magic happens just as soon as you buy the ticket, <laughs> you're like, Oh, I got to get ready. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Um, I, and I love what you said, you know, for the person who's out there with a local trainer um, to still be able to, you know, come to a dressage naturally clinic. It's what we're aiming to do is to help everyone do what they want to do more easily and in better communication and in more harmony, you know, so unless the, the person's local trainer is just completely on the other end of the spectrum, as far as principles and priorities and what they're trying to accomplish, you know, it's, we're very open and we're not going to go 
changing everybody's equipment or, you know, it's just, you know, could it, could it be helpful if your horse was more relaxed, energized or balanced? Could it be more helpful if we increase the quality of the communication? Could it be more helpful if we found ways to increase the harmony in everything that you do? And that's really what our aim is. So whether they're coming in Western saddles or they're endurance riders or, you know, gated or, you know, whatever jumping people or dressage people or just trail riders, you know, the, the, it all applies and, and everybody is welcome because we're just trying to help people do what they want to do a little nicer and easier, more easily. Now, um, my advice in general for anyone who's thinking of taking a clinic either with, with us or with somebody else, you know, somebody else is coming to town is always that if you're not sure if it's for you, go ahead and audit it first. And at the same time, think really specifically about what you would need to know in order to trust the situation, right? So you can always ask questions, but auditing is always a great, a great way to, you know, if you're not sure something's right for you, just go, (laughs) go and learn. Sometimes it's the best seat in the house. And, uh, and also just remember that if you, if you're in a clinic, you, even if, you know, you're there and maybe you have a lot of respect for the clinician, just remember that you guys are always the advocate for your horse. Like you have to stay the advocate for your horse. And I welcome that at, at our clinics. And, you know, Michelle, I'm sure the same way that if, if there's a student and they're having, you know, a doubt or a question, or there's some, often there's some other consideration with their horse that we don't know about, right? The horse just maybe just came over an illness or a lameness. And like, we have no idea because they didn't tell us. And they start feeling like, oh my gosh, this is too hard. This is too hard. This is too hard. Um, I always welcome, and I'm sure you do too, Michelle, is like, you're allowed to say, hey, I don't think this is healthy for my horse. And then we, it gives a chance that we can talk about it and we can hear what's going on and go, Oh my gosh, thank you so much for telling me. Or, Oh, I hear you, but you know, let's modify it. Or, you know, we might have information that you need. And if it's at a clinic that's not dressage naturally related, um, you know, still advocate for your horse. If you ever have a question and how that instructor response to that will give you lots of information (laughs) about whether you want to, you know, ride with them again, or what you need to be, what situation you and your horse need to be in, in order for that particular clinic to work. But I just always feel like I have to say that of, you know, always, always feel like if something is not a good situation for your horse, for whatever reason, at least at Dressage Natural Clinic, you always are welcome to come up and explain and then just, you know, be open to a conversation about it. Because uh, um, sometimes there's things going on and we just don't know and then nobody tells us and then, you know, it ends up a bad situation because the students don't feel, they feel like it's disrespectful to question something. And and what do you think, Michelle? Do you Are you open to students <laughs> questioning yeah. if there's something they're not feeling safe about? Yes, for sure. I think, you know, exactly what you just said, like, I would so much prefer that somebody tells me, um, because we don't always know. And, um, 
It's, it's just, you know, whatever it is that's going through your mind, if you're in a clinic and it, it could be something to do with your horse, or it could be something uh, personal for yourself. Um, it's always helpful if you share it with us. And, and I, I know for me, you know, sometimes people feel comfortable sharing it in front of everybody, or sometimes, you know, you can always, um, pull me aside and just share if it feels like it's something more personal or, you know, even if it's just that you're afraid riding your horse, it's like, okay, awesome. Good to know that. Let's make sure that we, um, you know, honor how you feel or your horse is feeling or whatever's happening so that you can, you know, get the best experience out of it because it's no good. I mean, I've personally been there myself where I just felt like I couldn't, you know, for whatever reason at the time, I couldn't really share how I was really feeling. And then I was getting, you know, more and more, uh, you know, my fault, of course, but more and more pushed to do things. And it just was like, no, it wasn't feeling good with my horse. And so it's like, um, we definitely don't want you feeling that way. Um, so you can always tell us, even if it seems silly to you, <laughs> it's probably not silly. And it's great to, it's great to bring it up. And like you said, then we can discuss it. And often, I can change something, tweak, tweak something to, to help. Um, but if, if we don't know, then we can't, we can't help you at the same level. So for sure, we always welcome um, feedback or questions. And uh, we want to make it, uh, we want to make it a good experience for everybody. And for the horses, of course. Awesome. Thank you so much. This is such an important discussion. And uh, I'll just say if you want to see the Dressage Naturally calendar and see when there's some Dressage Naturally clinics um, with Michelle or anybody else, it's at dressagenaturally.net slash events. And to find out more about Michelle, you can go to michelleyounghorsemanship.com and I'll put those links in the show notes. Um, but thank you so much, Michelle. I'm so glad you nudged me to to do a podcast on this subject and that you were willing to come and talk to me about it. So helpful, I think. Well, thank you. It's been a, a great, a great subject to chat about. And uh, I look forward to connect, continuing to connect with wonderful dressage naturally students at clinics in the future. If this episode resonates with you, make sure you subscribe on Apple podcasts or wherever you're listening. Training horses is a long game. The more you listen, the more pieces of the puzzle you'll have. To see all your learning resources, visit dressagenaturally.net. That's where you'll find free videos, online courses, my book. You can sign up for my Wednesday Wisdom email or even book a private consult. Most of all, remember, you got this. Never underestimate the possibility for things to improve in ways you cannot yet imagine. Till next time, love your horse, move in harmony, and enjoy the process.